whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 14, episode 17, Get It Together. Trish. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure thing. Becky and Jonah make a great pair when it comes to music, but they're finding romance to be a trickier pursuit. Becky isn't sure how to deal with her feelings, especially when her faith is concerned. Maya is relying on gym class to boost her average, but it turns out to be more difficult than she thought with her dance partner. Claire agrees to babysit Rocky when Dallas needs one for the night, thinking it'll be a breeze. Turns out taking care of a kid is harder than she thought. That was like barely even her storyline, right? Yeah, the Rocky thing. We saw Rocky for two seconds. I thought that was going to be a bigger part of the episode. (laughs) Maybe they couldn't get that child for that long. Um, but yeah, sure. The episode is called Get It Together, which is a 1996 song by 702. I have no idea who these people are. Um, it's a very, like, 90s slow jam song. So, I've I've never heard it before. (laughs) Um, but I guess it's like, everyone needs to fucking get it together in Trish. this episode. Yes. Like, truly. Like, Becky, <laughs> oh, Becky doesn't know how to discuss things. Um, <laughs> I don't think Becky even knows what she really wants to be discussing. No. Um, but she goes about everything just the wrong way. Um, Maya, I guess, like, needs to get things together with Tristan and then they kind of do and then I don't know. She has to get it together with Zig and they kind of do. do. Um, And Claire just needs to get it together because she's about to have a child and she still needs to learn how to have realistic expectations for everything in her life. Yeah, also this ending threw me a little bit. Oh yeah! This ending was... I was not expecting this. Nope. Um... All right. Dark as fuck. Let's just get into it. Um, my first note is just, oh God, Jesus Band is back. Oh man, I wrote, <laughs> oh God, Becky's Band. <laughs> I think we both unintentionally used the Lord's name in vain, but. <laughs> yes. Um, also, this Jesus song is real. That's like real, like, hit you over the head with it, Christian Rock. Also, I wrote, he truly is not a great singer. Becky outshines him, and then they start kissing, kind of. Yes. <laughs> and he... Oh, I think I wrote, actually, a lot of fashion notes for this episode. Should we get into Fashion Police real quick? Let's do it. Jonah wears a lot of, like, things that used to have sleeves but have now become sleeveless things. Like, in this scene, he's wearing... A flan, a sleeveless flannel over a t-shirt, and he wears a lot of man jewelry. Maya is wearing leopard pants again, but this time they're for gym class. So yeah, she also has leopard sweatpants. It, I am confused about the gym, um, situ like clothing situation 
Like, nobody is wearing gym clothes, and I'm confused. And I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but why don't they have uniforms? I'm confused. We didn't have gym uniforms. Oh, we did. I don't know. We didn't. We had to bring our own smelly stuff. Not all public schools, I guess. No. Um, it is weird. Well, no, we'll get to it. I have weird questions about their But also, clothes. like, they were not really wearing gym clothes. They were wearing, like, I guess they were, like, comfy clothes, but... Yeah. I feel like they're, even with gym clothes, there's, like a dress code in the in like you can't wear like a weird shirt with a shiny like cross decal on it grace i don't know (laughs) ours was real open-ended i have no idea um maybe i just come from a place where dress codes were like also a heavily policed thing but it's just the, the whole like shorts can't be too short you can't wear like a sports bra and only a sports bra right that kind of thing you have to have gym shoes. It was a lot of uh, policing women's bodies. Well, yeah, that's all dress codes. <laughs> um, in my middle school, we weren't allowed to wear jeans with holes in them. Seriously? Yeah, because skin would be showing. That's... That was like a weird rule that they they and I think they implemented like mid like in the middle of my middle school career too, because that's when they like started becoming popular. It was super weird. Unless you wore like leggings also underneath your jeans, which is not cold enough to do that. Like most places in California. (laughs) It was weird. That's weird. Um, Imogen is wearing this like plaid shirt situation with a red skirt. It's a look. I'm into it. Jonah wears a lot of eyeliner and like maybe other makeup too. There's a lot going on, which I'm not knocking him for. It's just like, a lot of it. <laughs> uh, there's a scene in which we see that Zig and Maya are both wearing different colored Doc Martens. Don't remember that. Imogen wears neon pink fingerless gloves at one point. And then again, Jonah then has like a cut off sleeveless jean vest thing that's layered over like 90 million other things. I think that's all that I have though. Uh, Zig wears super, super tight pants. <laughs> Imogen has this like octopus skull dress that I'm kind of into. And that's it. All right. Um, but yeah, Jonah and Becky have like a really awkward kiss. And then I wrote, this boy is repressed, Becky. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but then we're in gym and I'm confused about the clothing. And Maya and Grace are talking, and Maya's like, I'm just focusing on getting a good grade in gym rather than boy things. Um, and then in walks Mr. Armstrong saying, like, oh, well, it's the salsa dancing unit, which means we're going to bring in boys PE, which I also had a question about. Me too. Are PE still, like, gender segregated? Because that was not a thing in my school. It wasn't a thing in mine either. It was never a thing. The only thing that's segregated is locker rooms for obvious reasons. Yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't for mine either. That was my question about that. Although, actually, there was one time where my gym class was segregated, which is, in hindsight, so extremely problematic, where at one point in PE, the girls had to take a self-defense unit and, like, learn about that, which is, like, yes, that's good. But the boys didn't have to attend it or, like, learn anything about, like, these are the dangers that women go through. Like, the fact that women have to even learn self-defense in the first place is problematic and indicative of, like, bigger things in our society, which I guess, like, in 2007, that was maybe not a thing that people were yeah, talking they about. they probably weren't going to bring that up. But instead of them also having to attend, like, a self-defense unit with us, they, like, got to do, like, 
gymnastics or like learn how to tumble or something. What? <laughs> yeah. I love tumbling. I'm stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah. And then when this happened, I thought Zig was going to walk in so and be I. in the boys unit, but it ended up being Tristan. It's a twist, y'all. And Maya and Tristan have to be gym partners for the salsa dancing unit. Um, but then we're with Becky, who's bugging out about Jonah and is going to Imogen for advice. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he barely wants to kiss me. And when I dated Drew, he wanted to kiss me all the time. And I'm like, girl, no one's going to be like Drew. <laughs> and Imogen is like, oh, that's how Jack and I used to be. Wait, no, I can do this. I can be your friend and give you advice. Oh um, <laughs> and then she's like, mm, so do you think he's trying to pray the gay away or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. And which plants like a seed in Becky. Becky is like highly suggestible. Like she will oh, just, yeah. she just like takes everything at face value. <laughs> enjoy that about her i don't know um but then we're with claire who's like reading up baby stats and who's reading stats about like boys are three times more likely to end up in the er which is like the least surprising fact i've ever heard in my entire life seriously and jenna and connor are there for five seconds i just feel like i have to to mention that because they were here kind of they were there they were there to Give a real life example of how not every boy is the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and Claire's just like freaking out about the fact that she's going to be raising a boy. And then Dallas is like, well, I actually have an interview with a hockey coach at Brown later, which I'm like, what? Also, it's too late for this in school year, but Seriously. like, what? Um, if you want to. to be fair, on the showtime is an illusion. So. <laughs> Indeed. We talk about it every episode, but... It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, and then he's like, but if you want to, like, test out your skills, you can babysit Rocky for me tonight. Like, you and Eli can. And Claire's like, uh, gulp, okay. I'm like, girl, you're about to have a child. You should definitely at least want to get ready for this. You should be able to handle, like, a five-year-old. How old is Rocky? I don't know, but I feel Who like... knows? Time, again, is an illusion. <laughs> but that seems like roughly the right age, like five. How old is Dallas? How... When did we find out about Rocky? <laughs> In the... Con- Who knows? I don't know. I'm I want to say he's maybe like three. I don't think he's five yet. You guys, I don't know anything about kids. Because da- da- Dallas is like. what? Like a super senior? Yeah. At so least 19. one time over? So like, I don't think he had that baby when he was 14. I think he might have. I feel like he had that baby when he was, like, maybe 16. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because when we met him, he was a toddler. He was, like, a walking, talking toddler. And that was, like, at least... That, w- that had to have been... Okay, it was a year ago. <laughs> yeah. That was an illusion. Yeah. It was a year ago. So I think the baby is supposed to be, like, three. But I truly could not tell you for a fact how old that baby is. I don't know. Don't know. Um, but then... But the, anyway, got to be easier than, like, a newborn. Oh, yeah. that I mean, Rocky can speak. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's already, like, miles ahead of what she's going to be dealing with. Um, but then we are with Becky, who is, like, with Jonah in science class and is trying 
and very not subtly trying to figure out if Jonah is gay. They're, like, working on a project together about, like, I don't know, sheep breeding or something. I wasn't paying attention. What if we put these two sheep together? And he's like, they're both dudes. And she's like, is there something wrong with that? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, they can't reproduce. And she's like, but what about, like humans or something like i don't remember how she puts it and he's like actually like what do you think about two guys together and he's like actually i think that's kind of beautiful and then he starts like getting into way too much detail about it and he's like i'm not gay Becky. like he sees right through it which is not hard to do yep and oh my god and then well before then becky is like well then why don't you like want to kiss me or like why is it always like our kissing is not whatever whatever and then this fucking fool (laughs) (laughs) holds up both of his hands because he's got like weird like straight edge tattoos on the back of his head Uh i had friends who did this with like but they would do it with like sharpie yeah i I don't know any tbd they could be sharpie that he applies every day i would not that makes more sense for his character it does make more sense but he just holds up his hands and says do you know what it means to be straight edge i laughed out loud i laughed so loud i like could not hold it in it means i abstain course he's straight edge i think we knew that also, though like none of my friends who were straight edge followed this part of straight edge it was just no drugs or alcohol yeah that's what my understanding of straight edge always was no i know but i know, i'm, I I know I'm sure this, this is part of it, it but is. it's like what the third x is for or whatever but <laughs> i'm like none of my fr- like no none of my friends followed that part of the rule but also straight edge oh boy do you know what it means to be straight edge? It was just his hands up. Like, come on. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, it was so funny. Are people still straight edge? Like, do they still call it straight edge? I don't know. Like, I'm sure that people still abstain from drugs and alcohol. And but sex. Like, and sex, I guess. All at the same time. Yeah. I'm sure. But I don't know. Maybe. I w- never was straight edge, so I could not tell you. Unclear. Uh, at least I, I never was, like, as a statement. <laughs> I just, like, happened to be for most of high school. <laughs> um, um, I, wait, can I tell you? Okay. I just remembered that in, like, I learned what straight edge was in, like, seventh or eighth grade because we had, like, a super cool substitute teacher Oh no! In a ska band, of course, of course. Uh, that's such a straight edge thing to he, do. He was very nice, but I remember him telling us about how he had like a like he had like a tattoo that he regretted, and it was he had like the straight edge like tattoo like on his chest or oh, his no. back or something. And he's like, "Yeah, don't get a tattoo before you <laughs> before you're like twenty something, before your brain has stopped developing." <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my goodness! Hilarious. Also, I'm like, why was that guy Yikes. telling us about his tattoos? <laughs> um, but anyway, I this is when I wrote down he's wearing so much eyeliner because I just was looking at his dumb face when he's like, "Do you know what it means <laughs> to be straight?" <laughs> Uh, uh. He thinks kissing is a gateway to sex. So, and apparently he's not. He knows because he's not actually a virgin. Um, and he thinks kissing is dangerous because it. He knows it can lead to other things when you're caught up in the moment. 
Yeah, but not always. It's not like every time you kiss someone, you have sex with them. No. That's not. Also, like, you can, like, exhibit self-control. Yeah. I know you're teenagers. Get it but, together, like, Get Jonah. it together, Trish. God. Um, Is his name Jonah or Jonas? I know we Jonah. have this conversation every Jonah. time. Jonah. Okay, I got it right this time. I only, I also was doubting myself as I watched this episode and before we started talking, but when we looked at the wiki, it said Jonas. Oh, right, so. yes. Um, I'm like, okay, there it is in writing. <laughs> Although it is like f- fan aggregated writing, so who knows? Maybe they're um, also confused. But then we're in the dancing unit. Grace is dancing with Tiny. Tristan is pretending to have a broken toe after Maya steps on it. They're like bickering and getting nowhere, basically, in this salsa dancing unit. Also, in all of my dancing units, we never had to learn how to dance salsa. That sounds complicated. I can't remember. We might have. We, as we've discussed previously on the podcast, definitely had a square dancing unit. Um, And I definitely did swing in the waltz. And that was about it. And like this weird sweetheart dance things. I have no idea. I don't remember. I just remember doing a line and or a square dance. Line dancing as well. Um, anyway, Becky. Oh, Oh. I I have one note about this. And just that Tristan says something snarky and then like walks off and. Oh, no, wait. No, it wasn't that. It was um, Jonah says something. Wait, why the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Oh, so Jonah says something about him not being a virgin and it's like some sort of snappy line. And as he like walks away, the salsa music started playing, and I've been watching a lot of Sex in the City, and I was like, "This is such a Samantha moment," because it was like still on him post snap, like during his snappy line salsa music, and I was like, "Oh, it's good. I love it. I'm so happy." I don't remember the snappy line. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, "This is very Sex in the City," except exactly not. Exactly, one hundred percent. Um, but then after the dance unit situation becky is venting to imogen about how abstinence is hard and she thinks she's a perv for wanting to do more and she like describes like what she wants to do to jonah which made me deeply uncomfortable yeah my note on this is becky is horny for jonah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she's like i'm such a perv and imogen's like no you're not and becky's like what would god say and imogen says go get some girl that's how i imagined he'd say it right (laughs) Which I enjoyed a lot. Imogen is just the gift that keeps on giving. And then I was like, oh boy, are they going to talk about sex loopholes now? Um, <laughs> and then Imogen, and then Imogen is like, you know, there are other things you can do. And then Becky's like, wait, what? Tell me. And Imogen's like, uh, no, look it up, girl. I got to go. <laughs> Which was like maybe some of the worst advice she could have given Becky. Because Becky doesn't know what to look up. And we learn that she goes down to some dark places, apparently. Weird rabbit holes. Um... Which is not hard to do when I'm sure you're just like searching like vague sex acts. Like it's probably easy to end up on some weird corner of the internet if you don't have a focus. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, even just like stumble on the wrong like Cosmo article from 2004 and you're in trouble. True. Oh, God. Cosmo's not like that anymore, right? I like, don't think so. Cosmo used to, every issue used to be just like 101 ways to like please your man in this weirdly specific way. Yeah. 
And I, yeah. It's like, man, I I can think of, like, five off the top of my head that do just fine. It's just, like, there, and it, there was, like, a whole section of the, it was, like, a whole middle section of the magazine that was just, like, yeah. here are some weird sex things you can do. I mean, there's, <laughs> they're definitely still in there. Like, there's definitely still, like, um, whatchamacallit, like, the whole sex section. Because, like, women's health has yeah. that. And, like, everyone else has that. But I don't think it's quite so, like, ridiculous. It's not as, like, we're literally publishing this for, like, the shock value alone or just, yeah. like, the fact that, like, here's something that we learned about because literally one person said that you could do it, so we're throwing it on this list. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always, like, something weird with food. Yeah, or, like, or, like something, something like, in your mouth at the same time is, like, yeah. Yeah, it's and like, it's, like, no one is enjoying this. Who's no, enjoying this? Also, who is doing this? I don't know. No one's doing any of this on a regular basis. No one's doing any of this. <laughs> like, and, period. And if they are, I don't think anyone's enjoying it. No. Um, but then... Not against doing weird stuff. Just no. Just, like, talk to your person about <laughs> embarking on stuff before you follow a Cosmo article. <laughs> yeah. But then we're, with, we're babysitting Rocky, <laughs> and he's running around without pants on. And I'm very surprised that he's not wearing a tracksuit. And I'm also very disappointed that he's not wearing a tracksuit. I'm also disappointed. And this is where I wrote babysitting hijinks, exclamation point. Yeah. And Eli hops in like, honey, I'm home. Yeah. He literally says that. He does. And he brought Rocky, Rocky a present in the form of a water gun. And Claire does not approve. She's like, you can't just buy people's kids like fake guns, Eli. And he's like, why not? <laughs> and he's like, but it's not even shaped like a gun, which... I mean, okay, it's it's a different time than 2019, but 2019, it's still like what 2015. Yeah, that's still post like San Bernardino, Santa Barbara. Like that's where I mean, that's, yeah. we're still living in that world. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, definitely. But also, give it. it's like a neon water, like obvious water gun. Yeah, but if we're also going to factor in the fact that Rocky is black. If a cop sees, I mean, they're 12-year-old kids, like, getting shot for having literally anything in their hands from cops. That is true. So, but I mean, not to, like, turn what is supposed to be, like, babysitting hijinks into, like... Let's talk about gun violence. Gun violence and racial disparity and police brutality. But okay. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, guys. But Claire's like, you can't just give them this water gun and Eli's like oh you want me to take it away from him and then it's just like I don't know I feel like it also I thought this was going to cause like a bigger thing I thought Rocky was gonna get more upset and they were gonna be like oh no how do we make the baby stop crying but then Eli's like I have to take that away because Claire said I had to and then Rocky just squirts her with a water gun and that's like the last we see of Rocky it's like extreme like Nothing. It's a nothing. It's a very nothing scene that did not really go anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, so we learned that Eli never wants to be the bad guy, which he's going to be a dad, all right? So. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, we already knew Claire was going to be like, take on the mean mommy role, but like, you got to help her out, Eli. Come on. Meet her halfway. Um,. But then we are with Zig and Maya in the kitchen. And Zig is trying to give Maya advice on how to deal with Tristan. Um, 
And he's also going to help her like learn how to dance better because he took the unit and it's very flirty and they're dancing and he says that his hips don't lie. And then he says, stop ignoring your problems with Tristan and be honest with him because Zig always gives some pretty solid advice. Seriously. Yeah. Is it weird that I kind of ship them now? I know. So do I. I've been manipulated. So easily manipulated. (laughs) Oh, we also got an email from Amethyst Beloved telling us what we missed in this Champagne Supernova mini. Because apparently we missed a lot that had to that connects to the storylines, which I'm still confused about. Like, why did you put this in a mini then? Seriously. Um, But anyway. Um, and then he says, now if you'll excuse me, I have a much more difficult dance to conquer, trigonometry, <laughs> and then like flies away. He is um, very charming. He's extremely charming. And then we're with Imogen and her neon pink fingerless gloves, and she like arrives at school and Becky looks like <laughs> traumatized. And because the previous night she was looking up sex things on the internet and apparently ended up somewhere really weird because Becky is like I can't believe you told me to look things up do you actually do these did you do these things with Jack and Imogen's like what are you talking about and then she's like whispering things in her ear and Imogen's like where the hell did you end up like girl are you okay I want to know what she found I know and that it was something out in Cosmo article or like something anime Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, my note is just that porn ruined Becky. Yeah. (laughs) And, but then we're with, so that, that research assignment did not help her. Um, And then we are with Maya and Tristan. Maya has called Tristan to the gym to, like, practice in their free time, I guess. And Tristan arrives and he's like, you're not even dressed for practice. Like, great. This is amazing. Um, but Maya actually just wants to have a heart to heart with Tristan so they can gain back some trust and Tristan feels extremely slighted by Maya and her meddling and how it always seems like she gets what she wants and that she like takes things that Tristan wants away from him. They have a very, he has a very open and honest, like conversation he expresses his feelings and Maya's just like I'm sorry <laughs> well no that was kind of the point though but yeah because she like she I kind of liked how she went into it because basically she went in being like I'm kind of a steamroller just unleash everything that you feel about me yeah. and I'll just let it lie instead of fighting you on it and I will listen to you mm-hmm. and then they tell each other that they miss each other and they hug and it seems like they made up yeah, which is nice. I am very happy. I'm happy that they're finally done fighting. Seriously. Um, Becky. Especially since she's about to lose her like brand new best friend for dating purposes. So probably. Um, but then we are with Becky and I think like Jonah approaches her and he's like, oh, we haven't really talked since the conversation. And Becky's like, just kissing is a okay because she's still traumatized from the porn. Yep. Um, and then they have to give their science presentation and they have to like, oh, fucking Becky. They have to hook up a computer to the screen. Why did she look all this up on the school computer? 
Also, girl, you have to clear your history, if especially if you're looking this up on your school computer. Like, what are you doing? Becky doesn't know to clear her history. No, and then Becky like, doesn't know how to cover her tracks for stuff. So we Becky s- doesn't lie. So we see Becky's search history on the screen in class, oh, this was and the science cringe. teacher's like, "I have to take this to the principal." Um, it was very cringy. Yeah, I, I hated it. it I hated bad. it. I hated it. I scared the cat. It was a whole thing. And then Claire and Eli are like building a crib and Claire's freaking the fuck out um, because she's like fixating on like, what's the right answer about anything when it comes to child rearing? And Eli is just like, I don't know, but we'll just find the right answers for us and it'll be okay. And Eli really does know how to like chill out Claire. Yeah. He's like uniquely qualified for this role. So I'm like, maybe these kids will be okay. Um, but then, oh, then we're back at school and Becky's mom is here and she has two days of detention, but her mom is like, what the fuck, Becky? Yeah. <laughs> she's And she asks her if she's doing any of those things. And Becky actually comes clean. She's like, of course not, but I want to. Yeah. But I'm confused and I have all these feelings and I don't know what's happening to me. And then her mom, like... Brings her into the car and she's like, all right, a conversation like this might have kept your brother out of the trouble that he's in now. What do you want to know? Which I like applauded. Yeah. I was like, good. Me too. Yes. I was like, yes, have these conversations with your children. Comprehensive conversation about sex with your children. Make sure to talk about consent within this conversation. Yes. And then Becky just kind of is venting to her and she's like, I want to do these things, but will I go to hell if I do any of these things? Blah, blah, blah. And her mom was like, that's between you and God. Like, you just got to, like, figure it out for your, like, you. that's, I don't know. They'd say some Jesus-y things. But then her mom says, but if you can't talk honestly about this stuff with your boyfriend, then you are definitely not ready to do these things. Yes. Um, and her mom is, like, being really solid in this moment. I know. I'm really proud and of her. And her mom has really come a long way, which is great. Um, but then we're... With Zig and Maya, and they're being, like, super flirty again. And then she kisses him. Yes. And I was feeling it. But then their mom, her mom, like, arrives and is like, I'm home. And then they, like, immediately, like, repel away from each other. And it's like, all right, this thing happened, but now we can't talk about it because my mom's here and we don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. But I was, I was on board. Um, Because this show is just, I just... Go with what the show throws me. It really just a lot of the so time. good at manipulating. Yeah, me every time. Um, but then okay, I was also really confused about how Becky and Jonah ended up like in a recording studio. I did we know, know that this was happening? I feel like he mentioned it at least once in the episode, but never the why. Like, how did this happen? Is this something we also missed in the mini? Like. Why are they, how are they recording, like, some Jesus album right now? I'm confused. I don't know. They're in a recording studio. Although I guess there's a market for it, probably. I guess, but it's just, like, we never, I don't think we got the con, we didn't see this happen. He mentioned something about it, but I can't remember why or how. But I know it was mentioned. But was it mentioned to be like, oh, by the way, like, I have a friend who got a studio space. Or did they, like, win something in this mini that, like, It was, like, I some sort no of, idea. like, line of exposition where he was like, we have yeah. that recording studio thing with a thing and whatever. 
I can't remember. I don't know. I was really confused about it. Um, but then they they like they're like out of sync and they like aren't doing well. And then they're like, can we pause? Like, person, can you like turn off the mics real quick? And then they have like their like relationship conversation and I'm like I feel like this is the wrong setting but I guess you asked him to turn off the mics hope he's not listening seriously um and they're talking about like just like I don't know like the physical part of their relationship and kind of establish like I think we can kiss but like like we can control ourselves. Like I don't want to do that either. Blah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is like Becky's like I do want to do more than kiss, but also you can trust me not to take it to the next level yeah. because she wants to save her virginity for marriage yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, so, virginity is a social construct, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I, but I guess it's resolved for now. Um, she is entitled to do what she wants with her body. But then we're in the last scene of the episode, which it takes just a hard left turn. We're at the doctor's office. Yeah, what the fuck? Claire is getting an ultrasound. At first, I thought they were going to have twins. That's where I thought this scene was going. I don't know. The doctor made a face like pretty soon off the bat. And I was like, uh oh, maybe I didn't see the face. But I feel like we were at the ultrasound and... I guess, I didn't see the face, but the doctor's like, hang on, I need to check something. I was like, do not tell me that they're going to have twins and this is going to be a whole thing. But then he comes back and like with the new like ultrasound thingy and he says, I have some troubling news. I had to double check to make sure that the battery wasn't out in this gadget but I am not detecting a heartbeat. And then the episode ends yep. and it's horrifying. Yep. And I had no idea that this is where this storyline was going. Nope. Terror. Like what? This is know. like traumatizingly horrible. It's like bad. what? It's bad. I like, yeah. Has Claire not been through enough? Seriously. Even though we really do not like her as no, a character. No, we want her to go away and be happy somewhere. But no, but like, what? Why are we doing this? Why are know. we doing this? This is horrible. I don't know. Just let Claire be happy. It's also, it's just like, this, I feel like we've also, this is also, I feel like, just crossing into like, this is for like, melodrama's sake. Yeah. This type of storyline is clear, is like, purely for just like, the shock value of it, which also makes me feel gross because I don't want to generalize, but generally, I don't think this is happening to a lot of teenagers. No. To, like, I don't, I don't like this. This makes me feel icky and I don't like this as a storyline. It's so, it's like so horrifying. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't like it. But that's where the episode ends, and yikes! I'm upset. And yikes! <laughs> um, Spirit Squad Captain <laughs> Becky and her mom Maya for finally listening <laughs> and smoothing things over with Tristan. Also, yes. Ship fucking Maya and Zig. Yeah. God damn it! God damn yeah. them. Um, I hate that I love them, <laughs> but I did. I did kind of like them like before all the things happened. Yeah, too, I a did little too. Bit. Ugh. Anyway, we also liked him so much more when it was him versus Miles. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, grapevine. All right. Tweets? Tweets. We have two tweets from Tamara J. And Tamara J says, ah, you guys love the pod, but some of the Canada <laughs> stuff gets me. Montreal is known for delicious bagels, but you can get good bagels all across Canada. I don't agree with that sentence. We live in New York. I don't know yeah. that you can get good bagels, but I'm going to let you have it. I'm just going to say, we don't know that for a fact. We don't know what good bagels mean to you. Because we didn't eat bagels when we were in Toronto. That's true. We so didn't. we don't know. We don't because know. We I can't don't eat know. bagels outside of New York and New Jersey. Because you're generally pretty terrible outside. Yeah. <laughs> but that, maybe that's just America. May, maybe Alberta's I just, got great I don't want to offend the entire country of Canada because okay. we don't know because we have not tried their bagels. Okay, that is fair. I'm being prejudiced. You're being like hometown friday about it, but we don't know. We don't we know. We don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can get good bagels all across Canada. I am going Allegedly. to choose to believe you, Tamara, because I like you. And then she says, I reactivated my Twitter for this. <laughs> Follow-up tweet. <laughs> From some older apps. Letter Kenny is depicting Listowel, Ontario. Thank you. I had no idea where it was. I just, you know, I just love, I fucking love Letter Kenny. Um, healthcare isn't completely free. Prescriptions slash extended benefits, etc. still cost money. A girl I grew up with dated Johnny DeMarco. And I once met a drunk Stacey Farber. Okay. Love you, Queens. I need more elaboration Can on the dating Johnny DeMarco situation. dated Johnny DeMarco? Did and she also- date him while he was on Degrassi? What was his hair like? Yeah. Was his hair Degrassi hair when she dated him? If so, were you confused about why she was dating him? I'm because sure he's a I very nice be. person. He, and he seems like a very nice boy. Like, I don't know. Can you email us about Johnny DeMarco? And I, can want, you also I email need us? to know more. We really have to. Can you also email us <laughs> or about DM us. Drunk Stacy Farber? Yeah, I want to know about that, too. Yeah. We won't. If you don't want us to read it on the podcast, we won't. We totally won't. But, but we want to know we anyway. We need to know. The people have to know. I'm sorry about my bagel comment. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I defended the bagel you comment. Did. If so, anything, if you anything, email you just can, for the sake of Holland being better than me. You can DM me and like personally on my personal Twitter if you don't want Kelsey to know. Hey, because <laughs> I definitely won't show it to her. Hey, um, Kelsey, any way to get the info, man? That's true. That's true. Do it for Holland. She's the nice one. <laughs> Uh, we also have an email from, as we mentioned, from Amethyst Beloved, just titled, Eight Things You Need to Know About the Mini. And she says, Hey, Queen, since you're not going to watch Champion Supernova Mini, here's what you need to know to help you understand the relationships in the second part of season 14. One, the school closed for a week for reparations. I don't know how it works for the states, but here in Canada, it's mandatory for students to attend a set amount of dates. So if a week gets taken away, then the semester is prolonged for an extra week. Amethyst Beloved, I completely understand that, but that does not aid in the, like, time is standing still aspect of this show. (laughs) Not to be confused with the episode, time stands still. (laughs) Like, we're still stuck in amber right now, and that, I don't think that is because of the fire situation, because we have been post-spring break the entire time. (laughs) It's true. We're, We're just slowly drowning in Degrassi quicksand. Um, and we cannot get out. No. Two. This, <coughs> I'm sorry. Two. 
The Zig and Zoe ship died when Zig stood Zoe up and slandered her and the cheerleaders in a drunken rap video with Miles that went viral, apparently. Tristan was behind the video because Zig hurt Zoe. I'm confused about this, but... I'm gonna assume it meant that Tristan orchestrated it. Yeah, because Zoe hurt... Him. Like, what? Okay, I don't know. Anyway... The I my guess he wanted Zig and Zoe to split up or something. I don't know. Don't get it. I don't know. Three, the Maya and Miles ship died when Maya point blank told Miles that she didn't love him after he drunk dialed her the night before. All right. I hate that they tried to make that fucking happen again. The Miles Maya thing. Like, yeah. ugh, stupid. Four, the entire trials relationship was invalidated when Miles told Tristan that they broke up because he, Miles, wasn't into him, Tristan. I thought it was circumstantial, but we'll never know. That makes me really annoyed. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Five, Eli gets back in Claire's good graces by sending her a basket of stereotypical pregnancy craving foods. Lame. Great. <laughs> Their storyline continues to suck. Six. Zoe calls Maya a pariah, but I don't know where that came from. <laughs> okay. So I guess they don't like each other anymore because of that. Seven. Zig has unresolved feelings for Maya, while Miles has officially moved on. Eight. We have been underestimating Lola this whole time. Hope this helps, Amethyst Beloved. Thank you. That does help. It does, actually, a lot. Also, I've been saying, we're underestimating Lola. Yeah, she's growing on me. She's our dark horse. I love her. Um, but that's all the grapevine that we have for you guys today. If you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine episode, episode, segment, um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DegrassiPod, or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that'd be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And also I have a bad uh, photo stock account called Y.Stock, and it's a fun time. Um, I forgot about it for like one <laughs> I know. I was waiting for the Y stock plug. <laughs> I know. Everyone needs to follow Y stock, though. It's a constant delight, and it gets me through my day. <laughs> the stock agencies are fucking wild, man. Bananas. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, over the weekend, I stayed in my bed pretty much the whole time and like went down a first a YouTube hole watching clips from a show called who do you think you are which is a brit there i think there's a tlc version but specifically the british version of the show who do you think you are in which like british celebrities like look into their family history what it's so interesting it's like sometimes they'll like it's like someone will like like they'll go through their old like family like genealogy shit and then, like, trace, like, their ancestry back to really interesting <gasps> and cool places. What is this on? It's a BBC show. So, you can... I first... My gateway was they have a lot of... Ep they have a lot of, like, clips of the episodes on YouTube. Okay. Um, a really good one is the Olivia Coleman episode. Okay. Where I, I can't remember where it starts out, but she eventually finds out that, like, her great-great-grandmother 
was like half Indian and was like born in India. And she's like, I had no idea that I even had this like in my family history. It was really interesting. That is very There's cool. a really interesting episode about Kim Cattrall, Ooh. who was actually, I didn't even know, was born in England. And like her mom is from England. And like her mom's dad left their family when they were when her mom was like eight or something and they had like and he like disappeared and they had no idea where he was so her episode was about like finding out what happened to him it is so interesting that one's all on youtube too so i went first i like i watched all of these episodes on youtube that i could and it was so interesting and then i was like i need to watch more and I wanted to watch a lot of the episodes from the most recent season, so I may or may not have <laughs> signed up for a VPN just so I could watch it. Because you can't watch shit on the BBC player if you're in America, and it's annoying. So I did that. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. Also, do you know who Jack Whitehall is? Yeah. The comedian? Have you watched his show, like, Travels with My Father? Mm-mm. That one's also hilarious. It's on Netflix. But they did a joint episode with him and his dad. Oh, my God. And, like, out of everyone, they managed to find, like, that one of their ancestors was, like, a horrible person <gasps> who was, like, a solicitor for these magistrates who were, like, trying to, like, suppress people's rights to vote in Wales or something. Oh and I was God. like, Jack Whitehall would have a mega posh ancestor in his past who was like a horrible human being. So it was a good funny. episode too. Anyway, I am now obsessed with the show. It's so good. I know there's a TLC version that does it with like American celebrities, but I haven't even looked at that yet because I feel like the European aspect is so much more interesting because just history goes back so much further on that side of the world in general yeah um so i highly recommend who do you think you are it's really good that sounds amazing i might go watch that tonight it's so good do it um i'm gonna recommend a book that you got me last christmas that i finally read about (laughs) three months ago or not three months ago one month ago something like that which is it which one you got me and then there were none by agatha christie and it was a fucking delight it was so good (laughs) it was so good you guys the beginning was a little slow but like it picks up pretty fast you just have to i got that for you (laughs) you just have to get past like the introduction of all the people but also the introduction of all the people is important it's like classic agatha christie it's really fucking good nice it's got twists it's got turns at the end you think you know what the end is and then you really don't know what the end is and it's a whole thing that you have like gasps and stuff that sounds awesome and now i want to borrow it you should borrow it (laughs) it was really and it also it's like it's a super quick read because it's like you know it's like agatha christie yeah it's like a little like paperback murder mystery yeah so fun awesome highly recommend reading 100-year-old murder mysteries <laughs> <laughs> written by posh English ladies. Perfect. Hey, we got a theme in our recs. It's like English, English people. people yeah. <laughs> well, they're not all posh. Some people have, like, very humble things in their past, but yeah. yeah. There's a Daniel Radcliffe episode, too, where he finds, like, World War One love letters and shit. It's what? such a good show. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, that's all that we have for today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thanks, all of you, for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.